Ed Gollard, Speedcast, here with my partner, Colin Klein. Hot topic today about recession, selling in it. And by the way, if you haven't been through a recession, you're in for a big surprise. So, Colin, we talked about this. What's going on down under in the talk of recession? It's certainly not as amplified as it is currently in the States, but inflation is very much a global problem. Um, I know that in the States, it's something which is off the charts. It's not to as great of an extent here. Having said that, it has been announced that we're going to be getting several interest rate rises. And of course, the government's trying to counteract it as much as possible because interest rate rises means that people won't be able to afford their mortgages, which means that right. rents are going to be going up. So there are a couple of economic headwinds and challenges. But I just think that it depends on what sector you're in. Um, right now, Australia's economy it has always been very heavily dependent upon natural resources and the need for natural resources has just grown. Whereas the world of technology, that's what I find quite interesting. As a result of the pandemic, where people found that you can quite easily work remote and great ideas, great pieces of software, borders didn't really stop a good piece of technology from being able to go into another continent. Because of the rate at which global technology companies are expanding and the amount of technology companies that are getting funded, right. there is still a huge shortage of talent. Like the great resignation is a thing. There are massive talent shortages. Well, hang on way- now. Hold on. Because you're into a whole hot thing now. This great resignation thing, I want to talk about some more. You see, the inflation in the US is going to be very pervasive. I've been through five recessions. Yeah, I'm an old guy. We have never seen anything like this with the supply chain, then COVID, then an impending takeover like with Russia. So this this inflation will lead to a recession where founders of startups that may not be, let's say, you know, 20 years doing this may not have the tools to say, what do we do? And I want to talk about that also as well. So tie that in with this whole why people are leaving their jobs to rediscover themselves. This is almost like a shit show happening with all these factors. Look, you're completely right. Having said that, you and I both saw this over the last two years, especially with the COVID lockdowns and a global meltdown, that tough times breed innovation. And if history being the greatest guide, even if we do enter into recession territory, and I know that it's getting more and more likely, technology typically comes out on top and new and innovative solutions, new ways of working, new ways of being able to counteract consistently are popping up, which is why I think that it's going to be a very interesting next couple of years, both from a technological innovation perspective, as well as capital raising, as I expect that capital markets are going to become tighter. So we're certainly in for a ride, Ed. Yeah, and, and the capital markets are flush. Mm. But on that, I did a post today that in recession, you have like three choices. You could raise prices. You could rebundle. So you could sort of hide your price inflation by saying, oh, you could have my software, but I cripple some of the features. And then you can also shift your margin and just change your platform the way you're actually going to market with it. But today, you don't have that problem as acutely because you're right. We have technology. We have global democratization with digitalization. We're into a different spot. So if you're selling tech, 
you'll do a little bit better than if you're, you know, in manufacturing. But I think the people that we run into daily, I don't hear a lot of conversation on, you know, if I lose 15% of my top line, what does that do to my EBITDA? What does that do to my sales? How do I make up for it? And how do I readjust when I got a voracious VC who just gave me 30 million on top of me? This is not a normal thing in a recession, but it's a normal thing in, you know, the heyday of where we're seeing growth. So do you think these startups are going to have to juxtaposition more or you think they're going to weather it and we'll take it on the chin for another year or two? I think that it's going to lead to sub sub substantial progress and technological innovation when it comes to optimization. If you follow Kathy Wood and ARK Invest, which I do, and I am firmly in agreement with her because I've worked with quite a lot of these tech startups, technological advancements in things such as artificial intelligence and in DevOps, it's substantially brought down the time with which a piece of code can get created through which a technological innovation can get created. And it's brought down costs when it comes to R&D. I am somewhat of the opinion that even if we do go into this very, very difficult territory, there are other factors at play. Yes, there's going to be less money to spend, but at the same time, the costs of doing your R&D are actually going to reduce. I don't think that it's going to impact the technology space as much as what people are thinking. And that is purely because our sector can pivot. It can pivot, it can embed new advancements that humanity produces within technology, coupled with the fact that it's one of the most resilient sectors. It doesn't really matter what's happening with the price of oil and gas. At the end of the day, there's still going to be a demand for technological innovation. Well, there, there is, but the people that we make money with that are our friends, our customers, our prospects, their R&D has been done already because they're in market. It's the SG&A that's going to erode. It's the sales general administrative where they're paying the sales and the marketing and the commissions and the administrative. That overhead is, is going to bleed the margin out of these startups if they don't say, wait a minute, are my salespeople ready to sell in a recession? If they're under 30, they've never been in a recession. So the answer is probably not. Uh, there's not a lot of the reps that have been in five recessions. So if they're not if they're not trained to sell in a recession, which is a whole nother platform of doing enterprise work, then how are they going to get by? But the caveat is really 10, 20 years ago, there were not a million and a half startups. There was not a fraction of startups. Now, today, there could still be 100 startups a week banging on an enterprise to sell. And in a recession, they shut everything down, let alone 100 people to talk to. So you have to really have your shit together to get access and be able to articulate why this is a must buy and not a nice to have. I, I think it's going to be very interesting. And on a negative front, if they're not prepared, it's going to really be horrible. And if they're prepared, I think it could be a windfall. I just don't know what percent are going to be prepared for the windfall. You know, one thing that I've observed is, especially looking back at the experience of the last two years, 
even looking at the United States as an example, there are certain states in America that have had somewhat of an economic boom, um, whether you agree with the policies of places like Texas or Florida, but there are a ton of companies which moved in there because of a pro-business friendly environment. If I look at the example of Asia Pacific, there are certain economies which performed extraordinarily well, regardless of what was happening in the world. So places like Taiwan, who are world famous for never using lockdowns, places like South Korea, Hong Kong has one of the lowest death rates in the world. Even if there is a global recession, you also need to consider the fact that we live in a time where the world's become far more globalized than ever before. Technological advancements such as Zoom, Teams, video conferencing, things like that, the amount of global company, the amount of companies from places like Turkey or Croatia that are expanding internationally, that you just, you need to remember it's easier than ever to do business outside your home state and to do business outside your home country. Even if there is a downturn in, let's just say, a particular state in America or the states in general, you still need to remember there will be states that are going to be outperforming the average and you can still access global markets that it, what happens in America that won't necessarily cascade in every single international market. And we have learned from the last two years on how to be able to pivot. You can follow the, we can follow the money. Right now, there's plenty of international economies that are doing extraordinarily well. So it's just one of those See, things. I love that, that following the money because I know what you and I are going to do. I mean, you and oh, I yeah. talk every day. We're going we're gonna to stay and go further into med tech. We're going to go into pharma tech. We're going to go into life sciences and SAS for life sciences. And we're probably going to pivot off all the customer experience and the retail and the customer success and stay where the money is because that's where the money is all going to be. And even in a downturn, the amount of technology being pushed into med tech is crazy. I mean, I, I heard a stat the other day. It's like 25% of the United States is like my age. It's crazy when you think about it. So I hope that the listeners that are running sales companies say, if you're selling a must-to-have product, you better be really good on selling and you'll probably be fine. If you're selling a nice-to-have product and it's in a softer sector like retail, it's going to be really, really tough. And your investors are going to have donuts, zero propensity to say, oh, you're not making your payback this year. Well, that's OK. We'll give you a breather. So there's going to be a lot of chatter between you and I and everybody we talk to about this on not just getting ready for it, but what do we do? And I love you so much because the idea of being global in Zoom, yeah, we didn't have that 10, 20 years ago. You know, you had a territory in, in New York. You had to sell in New York. Now, you know, you and I were in three continents. If the penguins could talk, we'd be in Antarctica also. But I'm waiting for that to happen. You know, well, what? It's, it's actually interesting what you mentioned before with healthcare technology. As, as it, in general, there are certain sectors that are outperforming the rest. Right now, the fastest growing sectors in the world are artificial intelligence, e-gaming, blockchain is still doing quite well, health tech is absolutely booming, 
and anything in and around supply chain because of the current supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. Something which I find quite interesting is then when you start getting these sectors overlap. So as an example, I actually work with a couple of clients. So I work with a business called UiPath, which is robotic process automation, another Brazilian company called CINT. And what they do, it's super interesting where they've effectively- Yeah, RPA is on fire. Absolutely. Well, it's embedding artificial intelligence when it comes to the development of vaccines or development of pharmaceuticals. Instead of somebody in a lab coat manually repeating and repeating and repeating, it's being able to automate this by using a technology which actually learns by itself. And that reduces the time to development by something like 80 to 90%. Crazy. Regardless, recession or not, First of all, those manufacturing costs are going way, way, way down because of automation. Second of all, the capability of AI and automation is going way, way, way up because that's how it works. It's an exponential right. curve. It's like that, an overlap is very interesting. Correct. It is when, when those two start overlapping, which is why, look, I just find that recession or not, there's going to be sectors such as the ones that I mentioned before, e-gaming, artificial intelligence, healthcare technology, supply chain technology, where the demand is going to be greater than ever before that are going to continue outperforming the market. And and those, folks, and those folks have to sell better. Correct. But the ones in the other categories, it's another story. This is an interesting talk. We're going to have a lot of it this year. This mm -hmm. is Ed Gollett's Straight Talk, and I'm with... Colin Klein. My partner. As they say in the movies, my man. Thanks for joining.